Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Connor, and you're listening to Film Talks Battle Volume 1. This week, we got something very special. We have our first ever Film Talks Battle, where two contestants will go head-to-head over film topics, and I will determine the winner, because I am in charge. But before we get into the nitty-gritty, allow me to introduce our debaters. We got Will Cruz. He's waving. Boom. Uh, Will, do you have anything to say? Oh, I just want to say uh, it's a lot of research and uh, last-minute planning went into this, and uh, I hope everybody enjoys uh, what we got to say. So we can say some good stuff. Oh, I bet. <laughs> and his opponent, Jonathan Mitchell, do you have anything to say? Yeah, um, it's a great honor to be here today to debate on the first film talks ever. I feel like we're starting history right now. Dang right. <laughs> um, same as Will, a lot of uh, last minute uh, cramming. Um, I felt like I was back in college again. To be fair for our listeners, these people did have over a week to prepare. Anyway, <laughs> all right. First up, we have a situational conflict. Who would win in a fight? Denzel Washington's equalizer armed with anything he can find in a Home Depot, or Matt Damon's Jason Bourne, armed with a magazine and a pen. Will, you start. All right, I'm just gonna tell you this right off the bat. Jason Bourne, he's an assassin, man. He, he's so good, he didn't even know what his job was. He didn't even know what he was meant to do, and he was still killing people and fighting people. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. It's just insane what he can do. And second of all, I just want to say, he made a guy kill himself. That's how crazy it was. He didn't even have to finish him off. The dude jumped out the window and did it for him. I definitely, clearly, you can see, I'm going with Jason Bourne here. He's He's got to be the winner of the two. And I say that because he's able to just take what people give him and fight against them. He's never really had to use his own kind of weapons or anything like that. Somebody's got a gun, boom, he disarms the gun, takes it from him, uses it against him. Somebody's got a knife, oh, he stabs them. Big surprise there. And if he's got a pen, you better watch out because he's going to stab you four times before you can even realize that you're hurt. And that's it. We know how it ends. You jump out the window, you kill yourself. That's it. <laughs> I went with uh, Denzel and Home Depot. Uh, one of the interesting things that I, I um, noticed about Denzel was he has a high awareness of his environment and setting and situation and he pretty much has his plan of attack before the first word is even discussed with his adversaries it's always funny because he goes in and he kind of like assesses the room he's like 20 seconds or like 16 seconds and he times himself everybody in nowadays in a action movie is trained by the american government the cia whatever so that doesn't mean anything nowadays but my dude he is very very keen on setting traps and almost as if he subconsciously walks his enemies or have them walk themselves into his trap that he sets up ahead of time as well, and on the fly. Uh, very big into psychological warfare, as well as hand-to-hand combat, as well as environmental usage, all in the same time. I mean, Jason, cool at like smashing person's face in with whatever tool he can touch like a caveman, but not really there when it comes to the analytics and the planning and the on-the-fly adjustment to the setting himself itself. Well, so I just want to say uh, the crowd verdict was 50-50. So this one doesn't really have anyone <laughs> really siding with another side, but I have to. So regardless of personal bias, I think 
I'm gonna have to go with Equalizer on this one. Uh, here's here's my thing. Hear me out. So Jason Bourne, according to your two arguments, Jason Bourne is a survivor, and the Equalizer is more of an attacker. And in this situation, they're both attacking each other. I think that the offense of Denzel Washington outweighs the offense of Matt Damon. But now yeah, that might be. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, all right. So that goes to our second question. Actually, doesn't lead to our second question, but we have a second question. Um, a second question. We have the popular dilemma of Jacob or Edward from the Twilight Saga. Who is better for dear Bella Swan? Jonathan, you're up first. I'm gonna go with Jacob. Um, <laughs> it, it was actually hard for me to pick either one of them. I, I like werewolves, and so that was like a lead bias into that. Um, but as I began looking through it more, it actually became more difficult. But at the end, I still landed on Jacob, mostly because when I look at all the movies over again and everything that's going on, these are teenagers that are dealing with these massive life situations. I felt that there was more of a human element in Jacob when it came to his relationship with Belle. This, this kid was annoying because he was a kid. I think Jacob was just the full package uh, when it comes to, to a teenager in love. And he's also a werewolf too, which is this added bonus. You know, it sounds like you're trying to pick him to date you, not Bella Swan. At this point. <laughs> I uh, did a little research on this one, and I, I just wanted to see some different perspectives and uh, see what was going on. And I was on debate.org and uh, <laughs> some of the comments. So. It sounds like you don't have an opinion. That's it. I do. I do. I'm going to get to mine, but I, you'll see when I read this why I had to explain this. Okay. Okay. Team Edward for Ebbs. Okay. Edward Cullen is the more attractive person, oh. exemplified by his messy wave of blonde hair, his impeccable bone structure, and his piercing eyes, the color of topaz. He is slender and muscular, and Bella's own words, impossibly beautiful. <laughs> Edward cares more deeply for Bella, as he's demonstrated time and again in his efforts to maintain distance from her, knowing that his presence puts Bella in danger. And I think what it comes down to is honestly, like, kill or be killed, okay? Edward had the choice, too. He could have sat on the sidelines. He could have been like, man, I like this girl, you know, but I don't know. There's some problems here. We shouldn't really be together. But we all know what happened. We all know what happened when that car almost hit Bella. What'd she say? I know what you are. Come that on. was perfect. All right. So crowd verdict, we actually did have a decent one here. We had a 40-60 slant in favor of Edward. But, but here's the thing. I might have to go with Jacob here. Because, Will, you missed a very crucial point. If you had mentioned that he was actually in love with their baby and not Bella, that would oh, that would really hurt the point. <laughs> that's, that's true. I, 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 ha I had a day for a second. I was like, I know I'm missing, I'm not missing something very, very key here. It's hard to relive uh, my, my teenage years of 12 and 14 years old when all this love drama was going on. Well, I think Jonathan might be the only one who hasn't blacked those movies out completely. So... <laughs> For this question, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go with Jacob here. Jonathan, you got two points. Head to And uh, just in time for the third question, which I think Will is probably going to take. Uh, what is the best sports movie in your opinion? Okay. All right. Listen, I just want to say Denzel got it in the first round, and Denzel's going to get it in this round again, okay? I am talking about Remember the Titans. 
you got not only the sports aspect of it going on, uh, but you have that like actual relation, the relationship aspect of it going on as well. And it's based on a true story. So I think that's what makes it even more impactful. It's just the fact that it's not only something that you're like, oh yeah, this is nice. It warms the heart, but it's like, it's based on a true story. So I think it was a great movie. I think it's, it's definitely my favorite of all time. Just, you know, I, I, I didn't grow up playing football or anything like that. Was it, wasn't always a huge fan, but I mean, remember the Titans definitely got me going. Jonathan, you're up. Ah, oh, all right. It's really a <laughs> Yeah, it's not, there's only two that are coming to me right now. Oh, the first one is Cars from Disney. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's about NASCAR, right? NASCAR is, is a sport. Right? <laughs> it's about NASCAR. <laughs> and the only other one is South Dega Nights. And it's like, I don't know what it is with NASCAR. <laughs> So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with cards. I'm gonna try to like <laughs> take a huge shot in the dark here and try to say why that is the best sports movie. All right, first and foremost, Disney. Disney, wholesome, full package. Right. <laughs> Second of all, you got a car who is at the top of his game. Right. Yeah, the racer who's at the top of his game gets thrown out in the backwoods of nowhere and then has to try to figure out, has to try to understand and wrap his head around that life is way bigger than what he perceives to be. And then learn how to actually get back to where he was from the ground up. The whole movie is just his comeback story. He comes back, he comes back strong. That's all I got so far for this. That's all you need to say. <laughs> I don't know. Do either of you have any rebuttals for these picks? I just, I just want to say, I mean, we needed what, like five or six Cars movies, and that, and and towards the end, we just got tired of it. We're like, stop making these movies already, please. But, but like, you only need the first Cars movie and the last one, the most recent one. Everything else just, just throw them. <laughs> 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 you got the dude. But yeah, to be honest, like. <laughs> remember the Titans well all right so so we already so we now have two votes for remember the Titans uh crowd verdict so this one I had I have three three people who threw threw in their vote Donovan threw in remember the Titans uh Bill Titans baby uh, Bill, our friend from work, threw in Meet the Giants. I have no idea what this movie is. <laughs> I, I think he made this movie up. He admits that he doesn't watch sports movies, but he tried. So, um, And then Josh Dyke threw in Rocky. Oh, Oh, that's a good one. That, oh, guy. Oh, that would be a harder conversation. Mm -hmm. Remember the Titans versus Rocky. Now that's something to talk about. As for, as for my verdict, uh, Jonathan, uh, the journey for the Piston Cup is is a truly inspiring story, but I will have to decide with the the Titans. So, Will, you get your first point. All right. I'm back. <laughs> uh, all right. So here we go. Question four. This one we might have another problem with. Let's find out. Uh, which Mission Impossible film is the best? You have I came, six, ready. I came ready for that. You have six to choose from, Jonathan, just so you at least know how many there are. <laughs> I, I got mine. I got mine. All right, Jonathan, go for it. Second one. Oh. Yeah, second one. Second one's my favorite one so far, um, mostly for nostalgic reasons. The bike scene. Uh, all, just everything that he was doing with that that motorcycle was amazing. Then the 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 good old mask switcheroo, when the the ultimate villain thought that he got the the hero, and then you know goes off and you know kills him, and then just reveals nope, it was one of his friends all along, and then he's like running down the hall and just tears the mask off. I was just like, whoa, that's, what is what is that? <laughs> like 
rewind that. Rewind that again. I missed something. And then, um, yeah, and then the fight scene when uh, I believe they were on a beach somewhere. Uh, and then them just going back and forth. <laughs> I don't remember where it was, but <laughs> the beach kind of cliffside kind of place. It was a while since I seen it, but I remember just watching that and just loving how it was just like a back and forth kind of fight all the way through. Right. Well, what you got? All right, I gotta say, man, Fallout had me on the edge of my seat several times, and I, I wrote something down. I had to write something down for this one. So you got you got action, you got drama, you got suspense. That's all key things for a spy movie that we all need. We all want to see. Then you got things going on from the past so you're still getting that like element of what was going on before like they bring up the exes they got everybody in the same room but i mean i I just i think it's great in the fact that you still have that you know that that story that they're following you still got tom cruise dealing with all these people fighting all these bad guys he had that car scene in there where he's just drifting through the streets of paris i mean he drives a truck into an alleyway like all these crazy things that he's doing. Um, and then we have all those times where we're like, how is he going to get out of this too? Like, he's like, done, like done. And we can't figure out what's going to happen. And then boom, something else happens. He's able to get out of it. We got another situation on our hands, but then we don't know what's going on. So I, I just enjoy, you know, the ride that they took me on. And I think it was a great film. You, you said it all. Well, I think you... <laughs> what more is there to add? <laughs> Do I have enough characters left in this text? <laughs> I told you, um, I like this one. Well, <laughs> clearly. Um, so for a crowd, we did have John- Donovan sided with Jonathan here. I don't know why. Maybe the nostalgia factor. <laughs> I bet that's it. <laughs> and then, I don't know what happened when you guys watched this movie. Did your mom give you cookies or something? And then you were like, this movie, whatever it comes <laughs> Every up. time they see that movie, they think of those cookies. <laughs> Um, well, so on top of Donovan, we also had Josh Dyke. He said one, which neither of you said. Um, I think two is a very dark horse pick, to be honest. I don't know a lot of people who like two. Um, so I'm going to have to side with Will here. I think, Will, Will, you said a long, a long thing. So I'll give you credit just for the length. Well, I wanted, I wanted to be judged by the content, but, uh, <laughs> You well, the, the content was good, too. The content was good. <laughs> Our last question is, which Marvel hero had the better trilogy, Iron Man or Thor? Will, start us off. All right. So I'm going to have to go with Thor. We see him get thrown out of Asgard. He's, he's down on Earth. He's got to figure out what he's going to do. He's got to figure out how he's going to get back. He's got, you know, he's got to save people. He's got to do all these crazy things. He's got to get people to believe him, to help him out. He's got to like, you know, deal with the fact that he can't always be high and mighty like he thinks he is, you know, and he's got to humble himself and deal with people. You know, Natalie Portman was in there helping him out, doing some stuff. I mean, he can't ask for more. But I think it really like with all three movies, you actually like start to feel for him because he comes in as this like arrogant kind of bastard looking dude and nobody really cares. He's got everything he wants. He's, you know, he's selfish. He's you know, egotistical, whatever you want to throw in there. And then throughout the movies, we see he starts to actually have a personality. He's a dude. He's a decent He's a decent guy. He does have a kind heart. You know, he does want to help people. He does want to make his father proud. He does want to do the best. I mean, he's fighting Loki all the time. He's just trying to do all these crazy things, trying to take over the world like three different times. He's got to fight him. And and when he does beat him, he's, he's still like, you know, that you're my brother. I love you. Well, outside of the whole mentioning of... Um... You know, the, the family aspect of your argument. It's not like you were just describing Iron Man the whole time. <laughs> I have to go with Iron Man for my pick because you have 
mostly the story where the the enemy is themselves. You have a guy who Tony Stark who goes from you know this brilliant millionaire to selling rockets to the wrong people, getting captured by them, getting damaged by the very thing that he sold to the very group that he sold it to, almost dies because of it. He has to use the genius and the help of another to survive and is, is wearing a constant reminder of that mistake on his chest. Once he gets back to living his life, he, it's an easily dismissible thing to him that all that has happened. He goes back to his ego being the forefront of his life, his genius and checking the forefront of his life. But what you got going from the first movie to the third movie is this person who is trying to not just save the world, but also trying to deal with themselves and their struggles and really trying to not be their own stumbling block. Yeah, hands down for me, the story, the the, the struggle, the the character of the, the suits, the tech, it's, it's my best. It's hands down, I'm always going to be watching Iron Man over the door. <laughs> Well, see, I, I didn't put Captain America for a reason because I feel like Captain oh, America yeah. could probably take both of them. But you know, Captain America's got a wit. <laughs> um, anything, anything to say, either of you? Yup, yup. I got something for All you. All right, okay. Okay, you got, you got Iron Man. Yeah, he's dealing with the identity crisis or whatever midlife crisis, whatever you want to call it. He's going through his issues. But I'm saying. Like, we see Iron Man at his best when he's in the Avengers movies with the rest of the crew. That's when I like Iron Man the best. But when he's on his movies on his own, he's not as good. I don't feel that connection to him. I don't feel as much, like, substance in his character in the in the individual movies, which I got out of Thor. I mean, you got to go, you got to think about the fact Thor ended up being fat and drinking all this beer and stuff like that because he was depressed dealing with his issues. And he comes back from that. Yes, a lot of humanity does come out in Iron Man in the Avengers series as well. What started off at the beginning is still bleeding out and leaching out into there. A lot of those aspects did come out into his series itself, especially when it came to him trying to form relationships and bond with other people outside of himself who are not smarter than him. Those who he would deem dumber than him, but still him, you know, growing close to and fond of and attached to a freaking full-on marriage came out of that um you know that that whole trying to deal with personal uh uh person versus self um play play he he did lose it all he lost it all in the first movie when he was kidnapped and that whole beginning montage was him trying to survive and live and trying to understand and he gave him a key to understanding that hey there's this other aspect of life that is still good, that is still full. It's not what you're used to. It's not normal. It doesn't feed into your ego. In fact, you're going to be giving out more than you're going to be, you know, praise you're going to be receiving. But it's still worthwhile if you choose to choose to go down this path. And we can actually see that come out within this, the new Spider-Man movies that come out with him bonding with Peter Parker, his his uh his relationship with his wife, the, the, his kid that came out of that even sacrificing himself in the Avengers at the end of everything. That's all I got to say about that. All right. All right. Let's do this. So I think actually you guys bring up some good points. I think, Will, I like how you bring up that Thor's primary conflict. Like, you know, a lot of people knock Thor because his villains are kind of lame. But Thor's big conflict is with his family. You have that family conflict. Whereas Iron Man, you got that self-conflict. And I think what's compelling about both of them is that some might say it's lazy writing because it keeps happening over and over again. 
but it's real. Like if you have a self-conflict, right. even if you defeat it once, it's going to come back. Same with a brother. If you hate a brother the one day, you might like him the next day, and then the next day you're going to hate him again. So <laughs> not speaking out of personal experience, but you know, who knows? Um, I will say the crowd verdict was 75-25 in favor of Iron Man. Hey, oh, gosh. <laughs> I think... I think I'm going to have to side with Thor. Now, hear me out. I'm going to choose Thor because of the three movies, it seems to me, after Iron Man 1, they didn't really know what to do with Iron Man in 2 and 3 because the plots kind of go back and forth. But I think that they do Iron Man a dis or Robert Downey Jr. a disservice because in his three movies, he creates this character arc and then the Avengers kind of like, eh, trash. <laughs> and they just throw it out. Like the end of Iron Man 3, he's like, I'm done. And the next movie, he's not done. He's doing stuff again. The thing, the thing that happens with Thor, right, is I feel, uh, I feel more dramatic weight with Thor, even though two and one are kind of trash movies. Um, I think the dramatic points in all three of those movies are really compelling. In one, he loses his powers. In two, he loses his mom and kind of his brother, but not really. And then in three, he loses everything, basically. Um, and and an eye well he loses an eye that important <laughs> eye i think the dramatic weight that they that thor has in his three movies is a, probably a little better although iron man one i would probably put above all six That's probably the best one. it's yeah. probably the best of all six i think i have to side with thor which gives will the third point will you are the winner of our first film talks battle volume one what do you have to say will I gotta say, I enjoyed the, my time here. I think this was a great start to to uh, film talks battles, and I am excited for what's gonna come next. I think uh, it will be interesting uh, to be back, and I think that would be fun. And I definitely know what I gotta bring for next time because this was a great conversation. So. <laughs> for sure, for sure, Jonathan. Eddie, Eddie, words. Yeah. Well, <laughs> congrats, congrats. Um, I thought I had I, I, I had a strong lead and <laughs> I have to I have to low key say after those two first two movies I knew that I was going down on its own. It was the, it was the preparedness for me. It obviously did. So I was actually on my toes as it kind of progressed as well. I was like, oh man, we're just gonna go. So it was fun. It was a blast being on here. And yeah, I, I would like to see more personally. And it'll be cool if I could come back on. Just as Will said, I now know like what I have to do. I'll give you I'll give you a month of lead time for your episode. <laughs> a month instead of a week. <laughs> it's hard to watch yeah, about 10 films in a week. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I should I should have been like, what's be, what's the best Mission Impossible? What's the best Harry Potter? And just lay it on. And then you got to watch like fifty movies in one week. <laughs> um, but I, I'd like to thank both of you for being the first ones to come on. Uh, I know you were probably you were really my only choices for the first two. So thank you for that. Heck yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all we that's all we got for this episode. Thanks for tuning in or watching us or listening to us. There's plenty of mediums for you to look at this on. So uh, if if you go to my YouTube page, Film Talks, you can find the video of this. It might be a disaster. Who knows? Uh, or you can go to Film uh, Film Talks, Spotify, Amazon, 
Apple. Am I missing anything? Google. Uh, whatever, whatever the crap you watch podcasts on. Uh, <laughs> on anything. Uh, be sure to check me out there on my Facebook and Instagram at Film Talks Official. I always post questions uh, which lead into my episodes of the week. And I look forward to your comments there. And that's all. So long. Thank you.